made by some randos in a Discord call. My gods, man. What was that? How was I supposed to know she was married? Well, for one, there was a ring on her finger. I didn't see it. It had a gemstone bigger than your eyeball on it. Well, I wasn't looking that closely at her hands. And the two-vehicle garage. It was empty. There were pictures of another man all throughout the house. Maybe she had a son? Voice your age. That comes off a little judgy. Why are you so mad? Because I've been looking for this woman for days. How was I supposed to know that's who you were looking for? Because you've been helping me. Well, found her? That's it. No more divorce cases. How is it that every one of these turns out to be a bad net show sitcom plot? I won't do any more. That's it. I refuse. Alright, alright. Want me to drop you off at Havas? Yeah. Cupid called and said she had another job. Alright, alright. Tell her, um, tell her I'm awesome and regret nothing. Would you also like that on your gravestone? I'm not getting a gravestone. I'm getting bricked like the rest, my guy. It's in my contract. You should hope to be half as lucky. If only. Let me out on the corner. I'll walk the block. Have a good one. Don't get shot. And learn to knock before you burst in on people. Halfway with the Java. Uh-huh. some milk. Uh-huh. Real, not scent. Mm. Then you fill the rest of the cup up with some breakfast bourbon. Okay. Like this? Yeah, exactly like that. And I get you anything else? Pet strips are fresh. Uh yeah, and um hmm? Yeah, I'll get a set of pen strips. Thanks. Someone once said. In a world where everyone gets pan strips, you should get dough balls. That was me. Uh huh. What? Are you not paying attention? Not in the slightest. Sorry, it's been a long day. But I'm here, so what's the job? Pretty simple. You just need to keep eyes on a corner for a client. Oh, that sounds exceptionally boring. Which is great, I'm in. Good. Client wants someone there by nightfall. I can assume the pay is not much. It's in the underground, but otherwise, simple work, simple pay. Alright, let me get some breakfast in, and I'll start heading right over. What are you eating? Mm, pan strips. Why? Because I like them. I thought doubles were like your favorite. And they are. Then why are you not eating them? Because today, I wanted pan strips. Should have gotten nobles. Why? Is there something wrong with the pan strips today? No, nothing. Nothing. Well, I mean, 
you just said doubles were your favorite. You're acting weird about this. I promise you, I'll get them next time. Happy? No. Why? What if there is no next time? What are you talking about? Did I stutter? What is your problem? I'm just gonna get them for lunch. But you never know. Never what? Do you know something that I don't know? Are we in danger? I know a lot. And yes. Right this very moment? We're always in danger. You never know when something might come out of nowhere and blam! You're dead! What the fuck is going on right now? You look past us. It's weird. Am I missing something? Are we speaking in code? Um, no. Are you glitching? Then what is going on? Are we in danger? Are we in a situation? Calm down, calm down. I'm just saying. Doubles. What? Doubles? What? <laughs> what in God's name is going on right now? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> You're weird. Yeah, sure, alright. I'm the weird one here. You should never settle for your second choice, stranger. This is barely... You never know what may come later. This is hardly... Stranger, in a world where everyone chooses pan strips, you, Yaziri, you, you are a double. What is wrong with you? I think the question here, stranger, is what is wrong with you? And we do not have nearly enough time to unpack that particular set of baggage. You know what? Okay, fine. Whatever. As soon as I'm done with these, I'll go get some dough balls. Also, I, um, heard the chef say there were lizards in the flower. I really wouldn't eat that. Oh, that's nasty. Why didn't you just tell me? <coughs> e, what's wrong with him? Nothing. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Who, him? Oh, he's just... A man called Stranger. Season 1. Black Collar. The premiere. It's a strange case. Created by Out of Credits and starring A Confused Mistake as Cupid, Crense as The Sheriff, Whiphand as Packetracer, Rascal Boy as Mr. Clay, Gigahood as the voice of the city, Mortimer, Mina Kitten G, and Groovy as additional voices, and finally, the Grimbard as me, The Stranger. The sky over SCT was a bloodied canvas, painted with the colors of power and corruption. Night had risen. The stars were obscured by the city's manufactured constellations. They peeked through tainted clouds over mega-buildings and the rusting streets. It was damp and colder than your average mid-manager's heart. The signs over downtown were blinking artificial confessions into the night, 
but I ignored them. As much as I did the crowd of SCT's denizens that were roaming the evening streets all around me. streets, washing away the sins of the city, but leaving behind the stain of its secrets, and a particularly rotten smell. But it didn't seem to bother the many others getting into line. Please know that all re-entry back into downtown after sundown is prohibited for all soul brands beneath a 60% soul grade average. Good luck. Should we grab a capsule? Walking back? Nah, man. Dead Street and Bangs are already whipping up a craze. I'm not looking to catch some lead. Excuse me. Hey, I'm standing Still here. On you. Excuse me. Sorry. Each color another layer of the city. Each brush stroke a different crime. That's... Yeah, yeah, that's me. Stay in front of the scanner. Don't move. We didn't dream of it. Destination. Under town. Into the underground from there. Association. I'm, uh, independent, but licensed with incense. I'm on a private job. Huh. Jurisdiction has been pulled from there. Are you sure you want to go through? There's no guarantee of security response past this point. I know. That's why I'm here. Oh, you don't look like a merc. That could be because I'm smart, or because I'm not. Well, there's no need to begin smart with me. Wave your soul grin in front of the reader. You're clear for passing then, Mr. 257595. Your name? Your parents robots or something? Or something. Well, good luck down there. Hope you pants and off bullets. The underground sprawled like a fever dream. People ogged out in cybernetics and magics passed by. Alleys and avenues weaved around like a tapestry with no end and no sky. Air thick with the scent of ambition mingled with the acrid tang of exhaust fumes. Stranger? Who else answers my comm link? You're unlucky I don't make you some sort of cold one. You make it down alright? My legs feel like I've been walking for hours, which I have. But I'm here. Anything in particular you want me to do here, or am I just burning time? Just as I said. You sit out in the corner and keep watch. If you say so, I'm getting paid anyways, right? Of course. Stay there. Always. <sighs> Settling down into my designated spot, I kept watch, just like promised. Seconds passed into minutes which turned into hours. Smoke from my leaf hung in the air. 
The city's heart beat to the rhythm of enchanted engines and sorcerous code, a symphony of the modern and mystical. Honestly, it was boring. I was watching nothing. And after a while, I knew nothing. and flashing advertisements shocked me fully back to my senses. 
I was still set on a corner rooftop where I was before, and the streets in front of me were still restlessly buzzing with nothing. My AR shade said that it was nearly morning, but I couldn't see the moon setting. Down here, all I could see was rusted metal. Metal sprawls, metal walls, metal things, and metal fucking people. Beyond the chromed circuitry, desires pulsed like a heartbeat that refused to be silenced, no matter the time. That's the least of our problems tonight. How was the job? Mm. It was a slow night. I must have dozed off. You're supposed to be watching the yard. Where are you? It sounds like you're in the streets. I'm tucked away. Been here for hours. So unless you're gonna tell me what I'm looking for, because I've seen nothing, I'm gonna start heading back. You know it when you see it. Hang about just a while longer, yeah? Walk and walk. I'll saunter. The only thing I'm seeing is a way up and out. I'm done. I'll see you tomorrow. The underground was a hive of lawlessness and ill intent, so it was better for the night to be busted rather than my head. Which means we're calling it here. Because in my line of work, nights like these can only go a few ways. You loiter around in the drip and drizzle for hours on end, basking in the neon lights, soaking your clothes down to the bone. Slowly losing your sense of smell, the feelings in your fingertips, and for me, you know, personally, all of my will to live. But sometimes you've had enough waiting in the endless acid rain. You bite off more than you can chew, charge in like a rough rider, all swagger and guns blazing, chrome flying, taking the situation by the balls and giving it the good old twist. Fun. Yeah, for sure. Everybody loves the idea of a shootout until they get shot. Because then you ultimately end up just another slab of meat on a cold metal sheet covered in a thin white canvas for your modesty as the Ogdogs dissect what's left of you. But hey, maybe you'll be lucky. Maybe you'll be lucky and they'll toss your body into the bayou. More parts for another, I suppose. Say you're smart though. You get what the fuck you're looking for, hop in a dry cab, and call it a night. The best shot you're taking is the whiskey filling your glass back home. No flying lead, no corporate bullshit, and best of all, no fucking cleaner bills. And of course, sometimes, a lot of the time, you have no fucking choice. My shoulders turn just in time to see a blur. 
vaguely humanoid, sprinting by at unnatural speeds. Two cars came tearing down the street behind it. The first, a dark blue rusted streetcar. It drifted across the lanes wildly before spinning out, going onto the sidewalk and into a crash. I lunged to the side, hitting the ground hard but not getting slammed into the wall by the car. The vehicle itself smashed into a food cart. People scattered, some injured, some on the go. It might have been the knock my head had just taken, but I was positive I saw a large metal spider-looking drone climb out the window and perch on the trunk. The temperature of the air around us rose rapidly as it did. My eyes did not betray me. The temperature around us skyrocketed from a wave of heat, like a swamp dragon exhaling a toxic technicolor rainbow. I started to backpedal before it was firing a beam of sorts down the street. I couldn't see it who, due to the scampering away from my life that I was prioritizing. But the blinding color hit me even on the other side of a parked car. There were two people dressed in synthetic ballistic leathers, common amongst the local populace. God fucking damn it! Get them! Don't you lose I'm trying, I'm trying, man. The one barking orders was a massive raven-haired woman holding a submachine gun. She was firing it rapidly at the car following them. I was surprised she even fit through the sunroof, or that her jacket wasn't bursting at the seams from the size of her massive biceps. She was screaming something about something else that I imagined was very important to them. I couldn't hear any specifics over the bullets and wreckage ricocheting across the street from them. I couldn't see any particular colors or symbols to identify them as they hung out the sides of the car either. But that didn't stop me from blaming them for my night getting literally blown up. The car revved as I backed up. It poured carcinogens directly into my lungs and blacked out my vision before speeding off. Stay on the woman! They're going for the suicide sprouts. Cut them off! I ducked behind the parked car. It looked thinner than a mustard can, so I slid behind the wheel for what cover it could offer, where I could cough out my lungs in relative peace. I hate this place! An explosion hit the street on the other side of my thin cover, treading it and nearly me. I rolled down and spouted my incantation just in time. Winds intertwined. A wispy green mist appeared around me, flowing rapidly through on the low currents of wind as it pushed me down the metal sidewalks. The landing was heavy enough to push the air from my lungs. As I managed to set up, I caught a long dark sedan with tinted windows following the others. Its windshield was cracked and shattering further as more bullets hit it, but it seemed unbothered as it took a sharp right behind the first car and disappeared around a corner. Oh man, alright, clearly cardio is not the answer. Oh, can't get a moment. Stranger? All good? 
I'm getting reports that something got close to down there. I'm not sure if that's what I was looking out for. But something just tore by me like a gator out of water. Freelancers, maybe a corporate or something. Oh, not what I was expecting. In which direction? Oh, it looked like they're heading towards the suicide sprawls. But we're not getting paid enough for me to go down there. Alright. Did you catch a plate or a good sight of anyone at least? Not really. I'll send a short description when I'm out, but I'm trying to make haste here. Then that should be all we need for the night. Come see me tomorrow, yeah? Alright, that's it? Yes, I told you. Just there to watch. Talk to you tomorrow. <sighs> I couldn't help the sigh of audible relief as I hit the incline back into downtown SCT. Another long and wet night. Even with the shootout, it still wasn't the worst this week. Not yet, anyways. No one's tried to rob me in like three blocks. Though I still had a couple hours walk, and that was going to give them plenty more opportunity to try. I was going to risk it regardless. A wasted night quiet was better than any sort of eventful night in this city. And you never get a quiet night in the underground. Between the cold and rain from being so high from the original ground level, I was freezing my ass off. I don't know how anyone else managed to be dressed so lately. Thermal padded pants and a scale vest underneath my long coat made no more difference than being buck naked. And it was the Met streetwear if you asked me. Ballistic and stab resistant, but not proof, if there even was such a thing. I needed to get out of this. I was cold to the bone and getting wetter than a cyberpunk who was getting zapped on the tits. S.E.T. City, what an uninviting place I have found myself in. Surrounded by the dark augmented post-speciesism to cover every blemishing mark, but doused in artificial lights illuminating every detail and flaw. Walking overcrowded streets between looming mega-buildings, each one in their unexceptionally lonesome way, festering within the dark of the towering corporate skylines and the looming parts of the upper city. This long night of freezing my ass off in the underground was affecting my mood. Too much for a job that was barely worth the kennies I was putting into my pocket. Fortunately, my office was not too much further. All I wanted now was to collapse into my chair, pour a stiff one, and relax for the day. I didn't usually mind the current mischief in downtown. It reminded me of something, not sure what, and maybe not something good. even now, at the ass crack of dawn, loud noises are bleeding through the walls of my reception room, shaking pictures off the chipped metal walls with a vibrating bass. How was I supposed to receive clients like this? I wouldn't want to sit here. Got a blasted headache just standing here.
hatchets all that for now. I'm gonna have to buy more lint foam to cover the walls at this rate. This city. Always busy. Someone is always bustling to and from somewhere. Who often is that someone me? Usually when I gaze out into the city like this, I say something clever, even if overused. Something like, the city that never sleeps. Or one of my favorites, the city of broken dreams. But not this place. If anything, it does nothing but sleep. It sleeps on the rising corruption in the city infrastructure. Then hits the snooze button on the rampant gang wars tearing through the streets. And when it can't do that anymore, it rolls over and turns a blind eye to the marshals and corporates abuses of power. And I guess that's why I kind of like it here. It really does remind me of something. This is Lincoln Jackson, and you're listening to the morning cast of Digitally Delightful News. Let's begin with the word from this morning's first sponsor. Feeling a little emotionally down? Mentally tired? Unmotivated to get through that pile of paperwork? Too exhausted to keep putting one foot ahead of the other as you flee for your life amongst the hail of hot lead that is your morning commute? Well... Kiss that exhaustion of a 100-hour work week goodbye, because we have the fix for you. Introducing Sweet Ink's new, always ready, and on-the-go, energy-boosting Power Pops. With nearly half your weekly needed nutritional value per kilo, generous dash of Chemical X for taste, and a little bit of Sweet Ink's secret sweet sauce to give you that kick in the nuts. This new treat will give you the energy and the power you want to get that next quarterly report turned in. Or to protect your family from anyone attempting some casual B&E at gunpoint. For only five credit a pop, it's not the robbers who'll be getting a steal. And now for the news. The newsy news. The newsiest of news with Lincoln Jackson. Thank you and welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the DDN Early Morning Report. Today on our schedule, we will be discussing the topics that truly matter. New scientific research has come to the public's knowledge, finally shedding light on the age-old question. Do you eat your synth butter smooth? Are you a monster masquerading as a regular person? We delve into the topic deeper with our local chemical maker and health specialist person, Dr. Helena Flora, right after. In local downtown news... The numerous companies and enterprises on the west side have released a statement reassuring the public that they are not, repeat, not, closing down shop around the east docks due to rampant sabotage, fraud, and lack of incident oversight. Well, Getting cards that say not to call while the sun is still burning in the sky was a fucking waste of Kenny's. Hello? No. Shoo. Ranger here. 
Staring at the AR hologram that popped up on my glasses, blinking the sleep and blurriness out of my eyes just enough to make out the caller ID. C. What time is it? Uh, like nine hours past one, at least. Then no. You sound up. I've got a new client, regular pay. So even if you're not up, get up. I don't get out of bed this early for regular pay. That is irrelevant. You don't have a bed. I'm still asleep. Who are you lying to? You don't really sleep anyway, and you need the money. I was out all night, and now I'm relaxing. Regardless, it better be good if you're getting me up this early. Am I talking to myself? It's a new client. It's rich, and it's a civil. We need jobs like this. Get over here. Alright, alright. Couldn't wait for me to come by later. When the sun is down. No. <sighs> Maybe I was in the middle of something. Maybe... It's 9am. You were either taking shots in the back of the chair or getting shot. Do you want the job or not? It's a follow-up. But I can call back it. With last night having proved fruitless, I could use the cash, no lie. But was it worth losing what little rest I get? <sighs> I'll add an out-of-pocket ambition bonus. Consider it an early bird fee of my appreciation. If she had started with that, I might have been more amendable. Now, do you want to? Fine. If only because I haven't eaten in who knows how long and my neighbors can start to hear my stomach. You're buying me breakfast. I never said... I'm on my way. Keep a cup of java warm for me. Ugh. <sighs> have a java now. Don't keep me waiting. I didn't ask what the job was. And I didn't have time to play dress up. Not that it mattered. I also didn't have the kind of cash to afford a blazer that wasn't full of holes, or clownishly oversized, nor gear that wasn't half-rusted and broken. Instead, my duster went back over my vest, the ballistic weave was still holding up, and could hopefully take another few shots. This was fortunate because my shirt was a thin synth cloth and not very death resistant. I looked somewhere between one of those old school detectives and a dorky freelancer who watched too many net shows, but that was the best I was going to give in the five minutes I had, as my options were grooming myself or grabbing my assorted kit. Homelink, check. Camera, check. Knife, check. Couple of protection totems always come in handy. Most of my other stuff is broken or gone. Cupid didn't specify what firepower either, but that's probably not worth calling her back over. What were the chances it was a cleanup? 
hopefully very low because I didn't have the boots for it after the mess in the outskirts last week. This planet had some really big lizards, but by Greenfinger, I was not prepared for that. But if Cupid was calling this early, something big must be up, since it also made me get up, hopefully it'll translate into a big payday. Hmm, crash. I'm gonna bring two guns, my only two guns. acid wash streets of this whole borough were overshadowed by inner downtown's mega buildings and arcologies, enough to keep out the sun, but not the rot damn brain. Damn it, I forgot an umbrella. It was the kind of place that a whole block could rob each other the same week, and none would be the wiser until you saw your neighbor in your favorite hat. Rot damn it. Forgot my hat as well. This wasn't the best part of town to be doing business in, even if you're proficient at mining your own. And that being said, sometimes you had no choice but to play the cards at the table you're sat at. But the game, not the players. And my game was at Hava's Jabba's, quietly tucked down a side street and beside a hidden alley, away from the main streets and the noise where a quiet man could enjoy half a quiet job, uh, and not deal with. Hey you, tall, dark, and mysterious. You wanna give us your money? Do I look like I have any money? You gotta know when and where to choose your battles. And this was not going to be one of mine. Besides, what if he was trying to do something like sell me insurance. I nodded at the man, seated half in the alley and half in front of the door leading to the cafe. I would say he was dressed as a security guard, if security guards wore half-unbuttoned tie-dye shirts, showing off their grisly chest hair, smoked what looked like a delicious fat cigar, and played with the viper knives sticking out of their augmented forearms. He didn't pay me much mind, just gave me a sharp nod before he pushed the door open. Hey stranger, good morning to yous. <sighs> hey big guy. Looking a little less like a swamp rat, a little more like a street rat. Am I? Yeah, looking like you ate today. Uh, yeah, right at you. Thanks guy, Cupid's waiting for yous in the back. As soon as I stepped into the cafe, the awful bitter smell of synth java hit my nostrils, only mildly more nauseating than the overpowering acid wash smog outside. The cafe was half empty, only a few people sat around, a few lounged. Further in the smells were replaced with the scents of baked goods and leaf smoke, I like that a whole lot more. At least a whole lot more than the morning punks. Laughing, crowding cheerily over their morning drinks. Loudly going on and on about the start of their days. And how they wanted to tackle all the world set out in front of them. Fucking hate them. Fortunately, none were who I was looking for. Only one person could drag me out so early 
and she was always sitting in the far back, a small booth, away from prying eyes and open ears, close enough to the kitchen doors for a quick exit if need be. She had one of those faces you usually see strutting down a runway, but painted like one you usually see on an underground stage. It was short, but you couldn't tell while she was seated. She had long platinum hair, currently it was pulled to the side in a moderate style, and sparkling violet eyes staring at me over the rim of her mug, literally mean mugging me, like I just kicked her favorite pixel pet. I sat down across from her. She was eyeing me up and down like I normally do a particularly fine piece of steak. You're late. Am I? It's impossible to tell time here. I had her back. Carefully. She was dressed more conservatively than I knew her to be. No punk leather jacket showing off her tattoos. No thick-heeled boots. Makeup was light. Even bland, I dare say. I couldn't see if she was carrying a weapon, even though I knew for certain she was. I am. Too. Where? What would you like to know? Kind of. What's with this navy blue pantsuit instead of the usual streetwear? I told you. Big client. Dressed to impress. That big? Yep. Am I underdressed? Uh-huh. Did you know I was going to be underdressed? Sure did. And why didn't you tell me? I want the client to get a certain impression. Crash. Not that it really would have made much a difference anyways. I don't have anything else. Did you remember the Java? Of course. Thanks. Been a minute. How have you been? And whose fault is that? You're the one who suddenly got a new office and decided they're too good to be seen in the Corona. Emma isn't getting any cheaper. My mother always told me I had a bad heart. Gotta be picky what jobs I take. For health reasons, of course. Do you even know your mother? Do you know anything yet? Not really. Still just getting glimpses. Getting a better handle on my magic. Not underestimating yourself, though. You look like a drowned rat. Why am I out so early? What's the job? Got a new client looking for someone discreet. Job sounded your way. Figured you'd be interested. Pretty sure it has something to do with what happened last night. I took a moment to reply as the familiar waitress came over, setting down a large steaming mug full of dark brown bean liquid. Al Natural. That was the name of the brand. One of the only not synthetic java beans you can get around here. Imported from somewhere in the Empire or Coalition. I didn't know. I didn't care. The only thing that mattered is that it was delicious. But before I could form a sentence of thanks, it almost got better. A plate of hot food, still steaming with pleasant aromas, was placed beside it. But then, he slid it in front of my companion. I was heartbroken, never to recover from such betrayal. But she then turned to me with a bubbly smile. It was of that morning cheer I hated, but I had to forgive it. It brought me real java. So, what kind of client? It's the first meeting. It came recommended though. That's not going to be a problem. 
Right. I felt my eyebrow arc slightly, but it was matched by hers as I reached over to her plate and removed a dough ball for myself. Dipping it into my drink and popping it into my own mouth before I answered. From who? Fresh. Oh, uh, yeah? You remember him? He helped us out with the mayor incident. Big guy. Lots of hair everywhere but his head. The mechanic or something. I don't recommend you call him that. He likes engineer. I'll call him the emperor if he's gonna pay my bills. Did you vet them? The clients? Best I could under the circumstance. Only got the contact info this morning. Seems to be a follow-up from last night. It looked clean, but I'll have to take another look after we meet the client. Why'd Rush send it to us? Better not be corporate involved. Aside from him knowing that we need the Keynesian credit? Probably just the case Ensign can't be bothered with. It was in thin our pricing range, so I accepted the meeting at least. We have a pricing range? Don't worry about it. Oh, I will. Later. Hmm. Is it good? Pretty good. Though, jobs like that don't just lie around. That's my problem to worry about, not yours. You are in, yes? I paused before I answered again. I gazed her over in order to gauge the situation fully. Her expression was serious and... And a plate of sizzling hot food was placed in front of me. It smelled better than it looked. I thanked the waitress again, reaching for the cutlery and nodding at Cupid. I mean, I'm here, aren't I? I'll at least hear them out. There were heavy footsteps. Three by my count. A shadow blocked the light. It was helping me guide my last piece of bread across the remaining sauce on my plate. It wasn't going to stop me, though. I looked up to see a tall, Talthorian man. Average looking by the Empire's standards. But I don't know what that meant for Crotians, much less SETs. But it was hard to miss the graying hair, matching beard, all clean cut and slicked back, well dressed and esteemed, primped in pinstripe suit, too well dressed to be in this part of downtown. As he was looking to be stripped, robbed of everything but his manly dignity. A large bruiser in a tight-fitting suit behind him helped dissuade that, I'd imagine. But I didn't know what the wimp on the other side was for. This is the right table, I assume. That depends. Are you here for the unpleasant synth java? Or the even more unpleasant conversation? Please, have a seat, Mr. I am Walter Matters. But you may call me Mr. Matters, representing Matters Imports, LDD. Uh, you are a company that works out of the West Ports, yes? One of the West Side companies? This is far from your boroughs. You would be correct. Here, take a seat. I slipped around the table so that I was seated beside Cupid, allowing me to lean back with my mug and still eye them up. The man and his entourage sat down with him in the middle, 
he raised his hand like he was going to offer it, but seemed to think better of it and jerked it back, like one would when they're about to touch something extremely dirty. The bruiser beside him looked like he was either sucking a sour lemon, or had one all the way up his ass. So far from home. The west side companies operate across all of downtown. We are only based in the west. <sighs> hmm. Is that so? Yes. Matters imports specifically does quite a lot of business here on the east side. Does time run differently in the west? Because you are very late. I doubt you two had anywhere better to be. Do forgive my tardiness. This place was quite out of the usual way. We ran into some issues getting here. We have several business ventures and avenues down here, but rarely does it require my presence. Nor are they quite this well situated. Ah, I see. So naturally, our time is just worth less. Forgive me. I did not mean to employ such things. I shared some side-eye with Cupid. Her hands tightened into white-knuckled fists for a brief moment, but then she exhaled and seemingly relaxed. I caught the faint shimmer of pink on her, which means it was going to be one of those meetings. Gods, I fucking hated these. These two are my jacks. May I have the pleasure of knowing your names, or monikers as I imagine you might have? I'm Cupid. We talked on the comms. This is my Andy, Stranger. Stranger? Like the one unknown, or the one that is weird? Actually, a man called. Hmm. By the look of you, I almost take you for a freelancer. I'll take it. Considerably better than looking like you enjoy getting robbed. Danger. Look, not me, of course. I'm just saying, I've seen a lot of people get a whole lot worse down here. I'd like to see a bastard try. The bruiser was a large-ass man. Probably two and a half of me. He foiled arms that were like fleshy coiled wires over his chest and scowled at me, his eyes flashing a magical golden sheen, only visible for a brief moment behind his glasses. He was covered from head to toe in this glossy cloth that probably cost more than my entire office. He had an attitude to match. Hair was short, slick to the side with something too shiny. His clothes looked too tight. He looked like a nice fella, if you were the miserable type. Don't be doing bothered yet, Mr. Khaled. My, my. You are quite the rude one. Do you introduce yourself to all of your employers with insult? You haven't actually paid me yet. So for all intents and purposes, you're not my employer. Do you not want the job? You could use a job by the looks of you. 
Honestly, I haven't decided yet. Looks like he's wanting a whole makeover the way he's talking to you. I kinda think I deserve a makeover any day. But usually I reserve judgment on a job until after I've heard exactly what it is. Oh, it was a shared. Oh, I'd be dealing with fully licensed professionals. This has become highly unpleasant. Do I need to be looking elsewhere? When you've been up for 62 hours, you can only hope and pray to look or sound as good as me. Stranger, don't get amped up so early. Amped up? I'm not amped up. Not yet, anyways. I've only had one job up. <sighs> He's not a lancer, contracted or otherwise. He's fully licensed and capable. Well, that is something at least. You really don't like freelancers, huh? That is quite the rude thing to ask. Is it? Yes. How so? It is quite like asking a person how they make love to their partner. How is it anything like that? If anything, it's more like asking someone what's their favorite type of gun, or if they prefer a bladed weapon. How would you put it then? You know what, this is awkward, never mind. Forget I asked. It is a best not to work with, so this makes a business dirty, or worse. Unpredictable. I gave him back the best smile that I could, but I can guess it was coming across a little too Cheshire Cat as Cupid kicked me under the table. The bruiser Mr. Clay was opening and closing his mouth like a fish out of water, while the other one was sitting there like a very cool looking cat. I couldn't tell if Mathers was being joking or not. His voice sounded serious as all hells. And I want this matter dealt with discreetly, but professionally, no further instant involvement. We're going to need to know why. Because security enforcement is underpaid, barely manned, and less enthusiastic. So? Which makes them particularly useless for me. This was already getting better by the second. If you can afford us, then surely someone in special investigations can be at least spoken with. That's a good point. Have you guys even brought it up to Ensign? Do you two really not like work? That usually depends on the clients. And the answer is always no. If we wanted gobs involved, I'd be sitting with a deputy, and not in this palace. I wouldn't let Hobbit hear you say that. We want discretion of the record work, and to answer the unspoken, it is not illegal 
nor against any major regulation which should be where you people specialize. Any other corporation that you don't want involved that we should know about before we are the job? Just in case? We would like to keep out any further incense involvement unless absolutely necessary. It was unsaid, but I clearly heard what was between the lines and saw what both Cupid's and Mather's eyes were saying quite clearly. No corporal involvement? Then you've rang the right number. He's clean, quick, easy, and discreet. You make him sound like a streetwalker. He has the confidence in the body of one. I'll have you know that I'd be considerably more expensive than even the best streetwalker in downtown. And my services have a better guarantee. You do seem like a character, so I'll forgive the lack of courtesy for now. To say then, where are you from? I do not recognize your accent. Is that important? We're here about a job, aren't we? Time is a sensitive matter, but we like to be true. Like if he's actually capable, or another wannabe poser looking to get rich real fast. I think this is actually the worst way to do that. I like to know the people I work with. It forges better working relationships. You can tell a lot about a person from where he grew up. I mean, no. The only relationships I enter are ones that include long periods of not wearing anything, a medium to well-cooked stink, a hard drink, and all play long, I guess. Answer that as you will. Not that it matters, but I'm not from around here. Only been planetside a few months. Ah, a core world, or one of the colonies. A slight feeling of foreboding was dawning on me, and all I could muster up in return was a weak smile. Yeah, somewhere out there. In space. Space? Yeah, space. Like, space space? Pretty much. What the bird? You know, the general space. Everywhere. Everywhere is a big place. Space is a big place. Whole lots of nothing. Sometimes something. That's everywhere for you. That is suitably perfect. I've always found your kind to be excellent at getting things done. Core welders are ineffective at best. I assume any ethical or moral qualms are not about to be in the question. I managed to get out just one more smile. My respect for this guy was diminishing quicker than the java in my mug. I didn't want to show it quite yet. We were gonna try to tip this cash cow all the way over. But even so, a job was a job. Jobs get you paid. 
which I knew I was beginning to desperately need. To a degree. A very fine degree. How defined? I don't think you would like to find out. If you think it to be relevant. Oh, I'll get things done, but I won't go out of my way to cause harm. I'm not a bruiser, nor a killer, nor a... Actually, that's just about it. I'm pretty much alright with most of much else. So, you're just a good soul. Sure, your words, not mine. Till someone starts shooting. You say that like it's something wrong, or that it's a bad thing. Speaking of getting things done, if you are satisfied with my ending, the job details should be next in order. The man in charge rolled his neck and folded his hands on the table, looking at us over steepled fingers as he sighed. Then he glanced between the bruiser and the second suit that came in with them. I was starting to guess that must have been his assistant. The bruiser frowned, but the other at least gave him a curt nod. You heard about the mess last night. You're gonna have to be entirely more specific. Wouldn't surprise me if a whole borough blew sky high, and then came crashing back to the ground and I slipped through it. Some down underground got real into it with each other last night. Real nasty stuff. Bastard yard got shot up to high hell. The whole Lower East Side has more holes in it than that horrible jacket you wear. Fall right through the place. You caught the end of it. Nothing new, honestly. So, some idiot shot up some morons. Riveting. Sounds like something to stay away from if you ask me, but since you're here, what hand did you have in it? What makes you assume? Your answer. We have had no involvement as far as I can tell. If I had an inkling, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Or at the very least, we'd be having a very different one. Well then stop beating around the bush and tell me the problem. Because as far as I can tell at the moment, all of this just smells like a whole heap of corporate- Watch your next words carefully. Calm now, Mr. Khaled. We are in their house. We can tolerate a lasp of respect without blowing our lids. I can assure you, we have not had any direct involvement with the shootout. An employee of mine has gone missing in all the chaos that seems to have occurred. Uh-huh. What type of girl are we talking about? Child? Wife? Mistress? I don't do those. That's the truly dirty business. You think yourself a real smart guy, don't you? Now, as they said, you'll tolerate your attitude. But let us draw a clear line. Nothing of this sort. Do not appreciate the implication. Well, am I gonna have to pull every detail out of you? I mean, I can just keep on guessing if you'd prefer. Candy woman? That's usually an easy one to find. Nothing of this sort either. I would prefer if you kept your voice down. It is a delicate subject regardless. Look sir, you seem like a nice guy and all, but if your wife or mistress has run off 
or isn't picking up your calls, then... Are you sure this is the road you want to go down, boss? This guy doesn't look like he can find his way out of a courtroom shootout. I dubbed the big guy on Mather's right. He was glaring at me particularly intensely, eyes flaring gold beneath their shades again. If he was any holier than thou, I might burst into heretical flame. Though, with how I drink, I'm surprised I don't when I smoke. What are you going to need to find her? Firstly, all the things you're not telling me yet. Then, secondly, all the things you weren't going to tell me at all. Thirdly, if this is going to take me into the underground, another gun. And finally, at least one more java. You are clearly a jokester. Reminds me of my brother. He also couldn't stop trying to be humorous in then situations. You're about to tell me he's dead, aren't you? That was going to be beside the point. Wait, then what was going to be the point? That before he busts, Talmud rest his soul. He was a powerful man, beloved by some, feared and hated by many others, but reliable till the very end. Well, that's heartwarming. Are you of that sort? Maybe. Probably. You don't really know a person's metal until it's tested, don't you? Well said. But the man has to earn even his right to be tested. Meaning specifically... Meaning, we've told you everything you need to know for the job. You sure about that? Maybe we should find someone a lot less nosy. I don't know what kind of hazing this is supposed to be, but you haven't really told me anything. Not even shown me a picture. You're an indie. What else do you need to find a girl? Isn't that all you guys do? You know, I've been told that before. Usually right before a job goes sideways and then tits up. So let's cut the time waste and... I'm not paying you to stick your nose into my personal business. I'm paying you to find a missing person. That will not suffice. I'm sure Mr. Khaled is right. There are other, less nosy indies. I don't know you and you're not paying me at all yet. So I'll continue to stick my nose where I dine. That's how this job works. If it bothers you, then you should try to find a less nosy contractor. They just do all the things you pay them for, with no questions asked, or competence given. Listen here, you wage slave. Now I really wouldn't be taking that tone with me. I'm an indie, not a contractor, nor a wage slave. We've got fucking standards. Either meet them, or go run along. Find someone with lower ones. He's very correct. Insufficient details leads to making bad moves, and when something blows back, it won't be on us, I can assure you. The bruiser was doing his fish act again. He was turning all sorts of interesting shades of red. Good. Now they were going to take this real serious-like. Cupid wasn't looking very happy, and was glancing back and forth with pursed lips, but we knew this dance well enough. 
You have a lot of balls to be talking to us like this. Very confident. Wait until you see me back it up, which I'm pretty sure is why you're here, and not speaking to a contractor. Maybe we should. Sure, go ahead. But forewarn that if you try this attitude with them, they get quite touchy about it. I will be sure to give them a message that you're on your way. The air was tense for a second as we all gauged each other up. Jack mad-dogged me. Cupid was giving me some severe side-eye. But I didn't take my gaze off of this Mathers. He just arced an eyebrow and stared at me right back. Then let us not get hasty. These are very delicate matters. We're giving confidential anything we can. Mr. Galide is just being through. Yeah, you guys and everyone else. We are still waiting on actual details before we take any job. You're going to need to tell us who and what we're looking for. And any other relevant detail that comes to mind, preferably. George as... I was beginning to lose patience with these guys. But with a decent amount of bourbon in my java, I just pulled out the necessary items from my jacket for a smoke. That was hopefully going to calm me down as I slowly pried every detail out of them. Preferably all of them. Start from the top. You need someone found. And she's not a mistress or a wife. That's already a good start. You should really lead with that next time. Now why could she be running? Who could she be running with? What could she be running from? Are you sure about this clown, boss? Being unnecessarily hostile, I'm going to start reciprocating in kind. That is enough, Jack. We're already exhausting all other connections. I've decided he will do. We need answers as soon as possible. We ourselves are operating on so little. There's no guarantee, but there should be nothing else directly relevant to the job at this time. Boss, you can be serious about this guy. Yes, I am. He has satisfied my curiosity. But, sir... He will do. Will I have to repeat myself again? Yeah, you heard him. I will do. For what exactly? I don't know, because you haven't told me entirely. But I will do for it. You're pushing it, stranger. You're right, this Java needs bourbon. I will forgive your manners if you do mine. Fairly, we do not often use services such as these. All of us seem to be off balance today. I feel like you should know the term independent investigator, but alright. Just please, start from the beginning. Who has run away from you? No one has. It is more complicated than that. One of my assistants sent to the underground. He and her security had not reported in, and I cannot pinpoint any of her whereabouts. Sure, 
Let's say I believe that's the whole story. What went wrong then? You better watch your tone speaking to- Enough, Khaled. Not in other words. Your posturing is only antagonizing the situation. It has already been decided upon. Honestly, I didn't even have a snarky reply for that. It seemed like a whole real personal issue that was none of my business. Apologies. It has been a trying couple of months over our company. This was truly one of the last things we needed. We are already spread very thin, and with the depth of my browser, people are on the edge. I understand. In reality, I didn't. Can you tell me where she might have supposed to have gone? I don't know for certain where she has gone, but I know for certain where she is not. She has not returned to the surface, nor has she been through any of the ends and checkpoints. And the others? We do not use unofficial means or routes of transportation. Even in the underground. Especially to anywhere as uncivilized and lawless. That's begging for more trouble than it'll be worth. And not a hint or a peep in half a day. He has yet to even call in. Which is most unusual. I cannot even confirm a body of her description. Why? Were you looking for one in particular? Even if it wasn't the underground, Ensign has been subor and has no proper reports due to the turmoil in the aftermath of the mayor. Is it possible she's just lost drunk or forgot to call in? Doubtful. He has never shown behaviors like that before. He has had two of my personal guards with her for protection they have not turned up either and no tracking comlink vehicle gps implant i'm a simple man with a simple business we do not implant our employees like corporations and what we could trace like their comlinks are all disconnected cars they didn't walk there like a bunch of schmucks, I'd assume. We cannot trace the vehicle in the underground. Now resources have came back empty-handed. Uh-huh. What kind of resources are we talking about? Irrelevant to you. Then do you know anything about her? Enemies? Rivals? We need something to work with. Not as much as we should have, as it turns out. She has worked for a few months, and in the time, sure, her work ethic and manners have been impeccable. Always on time, well-dressed, knowledgeable, and capable of anything I've put her on. Always looking to do more. 
Not a hint of anything. Only calming. I mulled it over for a moment. There wasn't a lot to go on at all. At this rate, it could be any number of things. The revenge of a jilted lover. The schemes of an underestimated colleague. A loan shark collecting on a debt. A kidnapping for ransom. Corporate espionage. Could even be one of those unfortunate random occurrences of axe-wielding psychopathic soul craves. That happens more than you would think. It's precaution. For all we can tell, they're dead, and you're unnecessary. I hope it was nothing so severe, and that they have just bunkered down. They may be dead, but I'm hiring you to be safe, rather than writing them off as a loss and being sorry. Since you don't actually know where they are, you can't send a response team. Since this is the underground, and if I recall what you said correctly, you hate freelancers. So let's be honest, I'm actually your only choice. I could still go. We wouldn't have to hear another word from you two dead remaining circuits. You might be all augmented, or maybe you got some magic up your sleeve so you'll survive. But you'll be a walking, talking beacon of private security. Let me guess. Syndicate. Now, judging by the look on your face, big corporate, then feel free to stop me when I'm wrong. Give me the word, boss. It is considerably harder to find good associates when you're so disagreeable, Mr. Kalaid. Is technically correct, which contrary to popular belief, is the worst kind. I don't work with the solace. It's dirty business, though we are unable to attain any real confirmation on the matter. You, you're my next best option. I shared a look with Cupid and she returned a curt nod, and then flashed our new client an award-winning smile. See? When a little bit of honesty and respect goes both ways, it really greases the wheels. Let's just hope for an easy seek and find. Show me what I'm looking for and where I'm looking. Mm -hmm. Mr. Kalaid. Mr. Mathers nodded to the man on his other side. The thinner Mr. Clay took out a device half the size of the one Packet usually carried around, but it opened and unfolded with several more smaller attached screens. I waited patiently as he tapped on it, before pulling out a small engram and sliding it over. These are for your viewing pleasure. We've learned not to just plug random engrams into ourselves. The hard way. Yes. What are they? They are solar files. And let me guess, I'm gonna sound stupid when I ask if that's any different from a soul scene. Of course. I gave Cupid a very pleading look. They are informative imprints of one soul taken at a specific place and time. Like a flash freeze on oneself, converted into easily readable ways. And you 
just have those lying around. That is another question. Are they legal? They were already lawfully collected under our worker contract. They will bring you no extra issues. We also have some basic information on them for you to peruse while they load. Alright, what do I do with it? Plug it into the uh, slot on your arm. I opened my mouth to argue, but she kicked me under the table. And I knew I shouldn't be arguing in front of clients anyways. I sighed, slipping the engram into the slot in my augmented left forearm. It went in a little rough, but fit in fine enough. It didn't take long for me to receive a notification on my Shades AR display. I opened the files to some terribly taken pictures at first. It was grainy, as if coming off a camera powered by lizard wheels, but I guess was enough to work with. All the picture files were rather low quality, blurry at best. Looked more like surveillance than employee files, or like a screen capture from two lenses taped together. The first depicted two men in the front of a black luxury car, sedan. Familiar? Not the one from last night. Through the window shield, I could see a female in the back, but I couldn't make them quite out. Not much more than a hint of a red blazer and large mirrored glasses. I swiped to the next file sent. There were the guards. They weren't too interesting, nor surprising. I could have called they were private security a mile away regardless. Both were average height, pale, uniform in their three-piece suits and armed with handguns. Nothing special as far as I saw. Couldn't tell much about their faces behind their own sunglasses, beards, and caps. They didn't seem openly augmented, but that didn't write it off either. Something catch your eye. Huh? What? You're staring at their files a long time. Something catch your attention. These guards? What company are they? Excuse me? Well, unless your small family company also happens to have rather good-looking in-house security, where are they hired from? Is this relevant to the job? Could be. You tell me. They are both company associates, but not your objective. I'm gonna gloss over that one and take the hint by swiping to the next file. The woman was still a brunette. She had dark blue eyes that twinkled even in the picture. Cyber, not magic, I reckon. Her arm was visibly augmented and didn't seem to be military spec, but I wasn't familiar with most cybernetics to identify what kind it was at all. They were neat and sleek, barely distinguishable from normal arms. I think that usually meant they were pricey enough to pay for a few months' rent, a fresh installed regular streetwear. He was also dressed as you'd expect middle, or even someone the bottom of upper management to wear. Fancy. Not enough that you're a walking target, but enough that you set yourself apart from the rest of us. See anything there? Just quite the looker. Who is she? 
Her name is Mary Beth Wren, local girl from Midtown. I was familiar with her father once upon a time. We hired her on because in my twilight years I needed help around the shop. She blew past expectations. Uh-huh. Don't they always? So you're saying she was your secretary, assistant? You could say. She baked up all manners of business better than anyone could have hoped. Well, that's possibly already a red flag, but there's nothing to be done about that now. Specifically, where was she? Or rather, where was she supposed to be and is not? She was supposed to be at Block C. Resident 84 of the Bastard Yard. They were to go via the southeast entrance and take the main road out into the east side of downtown when they were done. Damn, the yard again. I'm gonna need that third gun. That does put her on track where they might have collided with me though. Maybe I can set up a timeline. When was your last contact with her? They never checked in from the yard. I don't know if she even got that far. Connection can be spotty down there at first. So it was no surprise. But as far as we can tell, they never left the underground. Bastard Yard isn't welcoming to anyone not straight gunner affiliated. So this is going to cost a retainer on top of the agreed-upon pay. As much as it seems, we are not the corpos you clearly had disdain for. And we have just as much. Oh yeah, and how much is that? You should put your dog on a leash before someone mistakes his bark for bite and puts him down. You should be muzzled. So we can have reprieve from all your yapping. Well, well, we do have some lively subordinates. You must forgive Mr. Khaled. He has taken this mishab quite personally. I do not need you to speak for me. Unless you want to dig your own hole deeper, I suggest you shut the fuck up. Because I do. Now we will talk about this in the car later, my friend. Yeah, good boy. Stranger. Whoops, that might have been too far. Shut the fuck up, will you? Yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad. Ah, life of the pixel, no? I assume you will not need to credit check us. Still not going to be cheap. There's a reason independents operate outside of downtown and freelancers in the underground. It looks like swamp water and rice oil. Which is why I requested a rebutal indie through a notorious pixel from one of the best talent managers there is. I'm hoping it will smooth over any unforeseeable obstacles and by best unforeseen difficulties that might crop up.
That was a lot of words to just say. Be real fucking discreet and thorough about it. I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm also hearing more restrictions and added difficulty. Be that me, regardless of what it is, your price will be fine. I don't recall saying what it was yet. I have the budget for 15,000 credits for retainer on top of standard debe in hard guineas, which I know is more than your rates. Alright, not gonna lie. I might have salivated a little. Uh, it'll just about cover expenses and utility. You know, until I get into a shootout. Then prices just start ballooning up. You slimy- Mathers turned and gave Mr. Clade a withering look that I'd never seen on a man's face before. He flinched back and clamped his mouth shut, not saying another word while I was still there. Mathers turned to the smaller Mr. Clade, who seemed to be staring off for a moment before giving a little shrug and a nod back. I am sure we can manage some food and food allowances on top, if this takes an extended period. That's a tidy sum for the job. You have that on hand? Wouldn't offer unless I did. Well, then define extended for me. Do you think this will take more than a few days? Is going to take you half of each way just to get down there. What time frame are you looking at? If she's alive and I have to track her down, which she probably is. And regardless, it's in the middle of the night for me right now, so I'm gonna need at least a day to really begin. You know what? Good point. Gonna need a few days at best. Best case scenario. I'd like to think she's still alive. Well, just because we think and believe something doesn't necessarily make it true. But now you're paying, so I'll assume whatever it is you want. You both come highly recommended. I feel you have tasted the waters well. A little tension's healthy for a working relationship. Unless there are issues on your end, we should write up a contract. If you're sure that's all I need to know, what the boss lady said. I'm going to go get going, and you guys can all sort the paperwork. Ping me any additional info and contacts, yeah? That would be excellent. Godspeed. I took my last swig of Java and stood up, making my way to the exit. I could feel the old man's eyes burning into the back of my neck, but I couldn't be bothered to turn around. Off on a wild goose chase we go. Incidents widely known to have resulted in numerous deaths. Deaths including, and not limited to, Mayor Ellison and his aide, Pelioc, and the rumored godfather of the Westside families. Oh no. But no, they are merely reconstructing to improve their quarterly bottom line by relocating their assets to more profitable areas. Those being anywhere else, some would say. Are they correct? Probably not. 
It could be inferred that this is due to the projections by our amazing police force. NSEN! Projections that proclaim organized and small-time crime have dropped by a further 18 to 20% in downtown. Evident by yet another night of absolutely no crime at all in the northern boroughs. For the sake of transparency, we must at least consider the opinion of some who might be arguing and protesting that it's because of the redefinition of crime to exclude organized gang or activities in rather specific areas. Specifically, no longer considering anything past the borders of Undertown or the outskirts of the city. But honestly, wouldn't you agree that those people just don't like to feel safe? I don't know about you, dear viewer, but I like to feel safe. And small crime numbers, they make me feel pretty damn safe. What a jack-off. It smelled like fish down here. Rotten fish that must have been covered in eggs and left in the swamp to toast in the heat. Then I imagine someone came and decided to eat it and died. It was awful, and the closer I was getting, the stronger it was becoming. I could smell it before I even got to one of the access points. Oh god, what is that? Not that I wanted to, but I was getting a chance to get used to the noxious fumes as I waited to present my soulgram to whatever officer they had on watch this time. Hey, Beller, you wanna step over here for me, bud? I grunted, knowing the voice was speaking to me before I raised my head to see them looking over. You there, you've been selected. Oh, me, who would have guessed? I stepped out of line and down a metal fence to where a sergeant-ranking cop was standing by. We were quickly joined by another, special enforcement judging by their uniform. They raised a tablet-like data pad to my face and held it there for a moment. Would you be surprised if I said this wasn't the first time? That's because your soul brand is flagged. What's your name? We'll check the system. Independent Investigator. Number 257595. I'm on the job. The inspector's mouth curled back into a small frown, and she stared at me with tired eyes. Why do I get all the weirdos? I said name. What are you, dumb? I haven't ruled it out, but you don't get my name. You get my number. Yeah, why not? Because I don't get my name. Are you looking to be a problem tonight, sir? Jot down the number, see that I'm not worth your while, and let's get on with our days. It's late, or early, I've lost track. You stay right there and don't move. Oi, you two keep an eye on him. No worries, ma'am, I got it. So, nice weather, eh? I'm not talking to you. Oh, that's rather rude of you there, bud. I watched the inspector walk away to the side, tapping at the data pen in her hands and comparing it to a console within the security point. Her brow furrowed. She looked up and held the data pen high so she can compare it to my very much not exhausted and half-asleep smile back. I see you have general clearance. What's your job? 
You don't look like a merc or a priest. I'm just your average indie. Jack of some trains. Nothing quite that exciting about me. Just up all night going from job to job to make my soy dough. She mumbled something under her breath, but I didn't hear it over my yawn of exhaustion. After a moment, she barked something at the others, and the gate in front of me flashed a green light, letting me through. Just so you know, you're tagged. Your movements are imported further up the chain. Is that... bad? Only if you've done something bad, which is why I'm giving you a heads up. Respect for the job. Thanks for the heads up. You know to who? To who what? The reports. To whom are the reports going to? Uh, let's see here. To Marshal of Sector 9? Wow, special clearance investigations, eh? That's rather high up. You familiar to you, Indy? Oh. Uh, well, good, actually. If I don't come back out, someone will know where to find my body. Am I, uh, good to go? Then all of you have a good day. Try not to use your nose. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here before we gotta flag you. I waved over my shoulder and continued on my way, checking my AR display for directions and letting it shift my course towards the bastard yard. There wasn't a lot to go on yet, but... I had just enough to at least give me a general direction. From there, I could begin poking around. And you never know what's gonna turn up when you poke. That's half the fun. And all of the dread. As I went, I almost wished the guard hadn't let me pass. This place was carved into the layer of wreckage beneath the new sea level, and the lowest parts of the downtown main city like an oversized insect hive, aptly named the Downs and the Sprawls. It wasn't made up of recycled salvage like downtown itself, but decrepit chunks of the old fallen Eucumenopolis. The Sprawls of Underground didn't exactly fall under and send jurisdiction for security, nor Somaco for utility. As far as I knew, it technically wasn't even officially part of the city. As such, the air quality and living standards down here were worse than the lowest armpits of downtown. Speaking of this place, it was mostly unretrofitted salvage, lightly rusted and covered in trail marks of water leaking from the lawful society above, making track marks through mud and the inedible fungi that covered nearly every surface. It didn't stop all the enclosed flashing lights from reflecting off of every other damn surface. And between that and the growing noise of the crowds, my headache was growing worse as well. It wasn't hard to find the scene of last night. Actually, it was hard to miss. Burnt out cars, bullet hole filled infrastructure, and the scattered bodies. Very hard to miss. I kicked what was left of a broken og leg out of my path into the side. Someone had already picked it clean. It looked like a puppet's skeletal remains with bits of bits of burnt wire and rubber still sticking out of it. 
The buildings lining the streets also looked worse for wear, not that it was stopping anyone. Several streetline shops were already reopening. Others were sweeping the rubble and clutter away from building entrances. This was quite the amount of damage for what was said to have been your average shootout. As far as I could tell, I was going to need a second opinion, so I snapped some pictures with my camera, trying not to pull attention to myself as I walked the block. And then a different smell hit me, making me look around until I spotted a small food stand at the street corner. It wasn't damaged as I would have thought it to be from the night before. The dent was already buffed out, and upon closer inspection, the food even looked edible. Must have been. Another person was sat at the stools that passed for seating. He was dressed entirely too fine to be sat there, or anywhere for that matter. His great suit must have been getting stained just existing down here. He had the hair and the posture of an old man, like one masquerading as a wizard. That being stark white and bent like a breadstick. But it came with a physique, in the face of someone who thought running was a hobby, and not a means of escape. He cocked his head at me as I sat nearby, Ooh. even gave me a curt nod. <sighs> this place any good? Well, kiddo, it's excellent, I would say. As scrumptious as anything you'd find down here. I always stop by when I come on through. Oh. Wind of guest. Most often enough. Was glad to see it open. Trying to get a bit. Or often tough out here. Yeah, so it seems. Big mess and all that. Unfortunately so. The Delvers and Destitute had already picked a path through the carnage. A path cleaner. Than even the most well-shaven fish. I was hoping to get a look. But the crooks had already picked it clean by the time I arrived. And that's... unusual. Rarely. It would usually take the Delvers a couple of hours. Unless they would get a... head shop, as you would say. Oh. Checks out. Though, if I wasn't otherwise looking for it, I would have been glad to miss the mess and its cleanup entirely. Must have been chaos. Likely to get shot. So would most, but alas, not all so fortunate. It's not a bother to me, ultimately. There's always so much to do down here, so little time. Oh yeah? What's a guy like you do? Why? You don't know. Enlighten me. Well, same thing as you, my lad. He gave me a devilish smile showing off a very shiny pair of pearly whites. Didn't finish his sentence immediately either. Instead, finished his drink and got up first, clasping me on the shoulder as he circled my chair. Espionage, my boy. Espionage. People here are... strange. I took a seat at one of the small stools closer to the grill and waited. Only for a moment before a short and stubby looking man dressed in some sort of dingy chef's jacket was standing in front of me. All large smiles and a bushy mustache underneath the large white hat. Hey man, how's it grilling? Hey, uh, 
you're here at the right time. We got uh, we got fresh meat. We got uh, shroom steaks right off the grill. Oh yeah. What can I get you, stranger? I can always go for a bite, only if it's any good. <laughs> we got back row long dogs right coming right off the grill, and we we can get you a fresh fungi or rice balls. Uh, just a moment, you wait here. That didn't answer my question. All right, whatever. Is it all artificial? Shrooms ain't. But is it good? Look, fella, I can assure you, it's excellent. Goes in easy, comes out easy. Uh, I'll take two dogs. Wait, what are they made from? Oh, they're, they're made from gator. Uh, fresh from the bayou. Came in this morning. Uh, all right. And, uh, let me try a rice ball. Sweet. All right, coming right up. You want cheese on the dog? Uh, it's definitely going to be all synth down here. Hey, you know it, buddy. I'll pass, then. I'll be right up. The street was being cleared away on my left as I waited. A few more scavengers passed by, picking at what was left. They scattered as several large trunks came barreling through, quite aggressively clearing the streets of its rubble by sucking it into massive cargo holds in the back that then condensed it down into these large metal cubes they deposited into the side streets as I kept on going. I didn't expect to see any of Soma Corp's trucks around here. Didn't look like they did much of any upkeep. But that was... something. Here you go, mister. Two long dogs coming right up. I accepted the small tray gratefully over the glass and placed it down on the small counter in front. The meat was still piping hot and laid out in a surprisingly not awful looking bun, topped with a generous amount of... I'm not sure what. I'm still gonna eat it anyways. Uh, you want something to drink with that? What's the chances you got any real coffee back there? Not down here, mister. Uh, maybe one of the spots in Main Street, but down here, it's synth all over. I could get you a rice alternative if you're looking for taste. Nah, don't worry about it. I was just being optimistic. I don't like the bitter aftertaste that comes with the sin. I like that, that woody grass flavor that comes when it's natural. Say, so you uh, got some pretty fine dates for someone down here. Say, I might be looking for something else and you seem like a guy in the perfect position to have it. If it's any good, I'll also take two. The chef leaned in closer, lowering his voice. I didn't notice any eavesdroppers or bystanders nearby. There was a strawberry blonde man on the other end, but he seemed far enough away and was entirely engrossed in... Was that an actual newspaper? Didn't know that was still a thing. I think he's holding it upside down. And I still did the same and leaned back in. And, uh, what will that be? I'm just looking for some insight. Nothing too deep. I'm just not from around here. I can tell that, stranger. Most don't come strolling down in the sprawls so early after a fight unless they're uh, looking for something to lose, you know? Are you looking or already lost? The latter. Looking for someone else who shouldn't be around here neither. Yeah, and uh, what are you looking for? They paying for your morning snack over here? I'm paying, don't worry about it. But while I'm getting my wallet, enlighten me. What happened last night? Hey. He looked at me curiously as I asked the question, between shoveling the food in my mouth. 
What's it do you? I gave him a shrug back. Long dogs are pretty tasty. Would go well with a shot of whiskey. Long dogs are a credit a piece, uh, two for the rice ball. I nodded, reaching into my breast pocket and pulling out a couple of shiny crystal kennies to flick them over. They would grease the man a little. They didn't disappear before reaching the other side of the counter. Look, uh, I don't know what kicked it off, uh, but it spilled out in the yard pretty late, and uh, once it gets down here, you know how it gets. Some people get Lancer from a ganger, you know, to a made man, so... Uh, Though it was more than just a gang fight getting out of hand. Looked like that to me. You're saying multiple parties. Thought you said you didn't know what was going on. I don't, hence the questions. I happened to get caught up in it last night and I thought it was odd. You don't usually see those types around here. Types like yourself, Mr. Gannies? And what types might those be? Types like yourself, Mr. Gannies. I'm willing to bet I'm not whatever you think I am. Then what are you? Independent. His look turned considerably less kind as soon as the words left my mouth. I really hate the social structure down here. Another on the take, are you? Nah, no corporate business for me. Even some things are too dirty for my hands. Ain't no wage slave is dumb enough to waste their credit sending someone like you down here. I'm just another trying to get by. I'll take whatever's given to me and... Well, why don't you just take your questions to another star? I ain't looking to get mixed up in anything going on over here. And who's getting mixed up in what now? As far as I can see, the only thing that's going on here is an indie has just paid you two shiny crystal kennies for... some lovely street meat and answers to his questions. So you can go back to... Preparing this lovely street meat for a long time. Well then ask what you want to ask, and leave me be. You're already drawing attention. I'm looking for a woman. Might have gotten caught up in the mess down here last night. I was hoping for- I ain't seen no woman. I ain't seen no man. I ain't seen no package either. Wait, you didn't even- Look, mister. This ain't the town, or the bayou, or wherever you're from. Down here, people get lost because they don't want to be found. Or because someone doesn't want you to find them. Doesn't matter which one it is, but if you knew what was best for you, take yourself back to wherever the hell you came from and not go around poking in your nose in people's business trying to find lost things. Not gonna lie, that kind of sounded rehearsed. I'll tell you the same thing I told the suits last night, and this morning, and what I'll tell you is, next time, I didn't see nothing, and I don't know nothing. Now you better get out of here and get gone before we have trouble. I raised my hands in surrender, taking that as my cue to leave and got off the stool while he had his back turned to me to return to his cooking. I spun around and started off deeper into the underground. With a couple more questions than anticipated, already rattling around in my head. It wasn't quite the information I was looking for, but it would suffice. Something outside of a normal gang fight happened here last night and it might not have anything to do directly with the job, but now I was going to have to look into it to make sure. And all roads led to one yard. On my way, I traced the steps our lost woman and guard should have taken. Q 
keeping to the main streets and populated areas, as they should have. Stepping over trash, excrement, and unidentifiable goo, like they should have. Unfortunately, most of the streets were already bustling with all manners of people, cyberpunks, the destitute and poor, even an occasional freelancer making their way home as the day was just wearing on. If there was any evidence to be found out here, it was gone longer than my sense of smell. Bastard Yard was aptly named. It was a long fenced yard of poured concrete surrounded by rows of towering housing and commerce areas, made from recommissioned chunks of what was once a mighty space station, now filled to the brim with absolute bastards of the worst kinds. Drug runners, candy peddlers, suckers, traffickers, you name the scum of the planet and it was concentrated here. And of course, plastered with bright lights to illuminate with the no sun, massive fans to mimic air circulation, and somehow, even down here, advertisements. Hey, you! Yeah, you! I'm talking to you! You want some slack? Well, we got some good slack, some alright slack, and some slack that'll make you smack what you pack. So come on down, if you're not whack, then come get some snacks, and put some of that slack on your sack. I didn't want to be here, but I definitely wanted to take a closer look at this place the woman was supposed to be. We don't even know if she made it, and if she did, but if she did, I'm sure there'll be a trail. And after that conversation with the street vendor, it might lead to something bigger than expected. Or it might lead nowhere, regardless of where. Hopefully not to a pain bigger than already having to be here. Hey, yo, man. I got that blow stick for a year. Give you a doofer. You're a cosmic dying, you lady. Nah, I'm strictly into death sticks. Thanks anyway, though. I pulled my collar up high as I passed the gates. There were shady corners with shadier people, sketchy vendors with what I'd consider questionable goods at best. I tried not to meet anyone's eye and keep a distance from any group of thuggers or cyberpunks lurking between the buildings. I wouldn't call what I took the scenic route, as usually those didn't refer to what I like to call extended crime scenes but it managed to get me past the row of buildings to one in the back grouping, supposedly the spot our missing woman was to have gone. Having my comlink pulled up my AR display, and a bright yellow trail mark guided me through the yard, down the side of one of the buildings. Block C felt rather large staring up at it from down here, like a lizard staring up a swamp tree. I could only hope that number 84 wasn't about to be a climb, or that it had an elevator. Stupid fucking stairs. Gods fucking damn it. I needed to get into better shape. Better yet, I needed a car so I'm not tired from walking all around this damn city all the damn time like a damn stray cat. Not sure what I expected around here. All the halls were full of bullet holes, empty casings, smoke leaf butts were scattered. No way to tell what was fresh and what wasn't as I neared the apartment. 80, 81, 82. 
My hand reflexively went to my waist, and cold iron was in my grip before the third shot went off. I pressed myself low and close to the wall, inching towards 84, gun pointed up in case anyone tries to burst out, breath steadying. I peeked at the door, seeing it was slightly ajar. I could hear voices saying something inside, so I strained my ears, drowning out all the background noise. Like it all fade away so I could focus on what they were saying inside. Where'd your fucking shots all for? Trying to get the whole neighborhood in on this? Down here, and I don't know where that or the bloody crazed chick is, so it ain't no more use to us. So put him down, and stash him and bounce. Unidentifiable accents aside, there was someone else in the room with them. I heard them grunt in pain as they dropped and slid across the floor. And then... There was sound of struggle, and I took that moment to make my entrance. Two men were grappling at each other in the center of a dingy looking living room, illuminated in blue only barely by the TV in the corner. One of them appeared to be half of the pair of bodyguards supposed to be guarding my target, who wasn't looking too hot underneath the rapid blows he was receiving from the other. It took me a second to place them as well, but they were one of the freelancers I had seen the night before, and clearly had the upper hand. The freelancer was using augmented arms, clumsily knocking the suit's punches away. The suit was bleeding down his sides, dripping red onto an already splotched and shredded carpet. Each punch he was slowing down as the freelancer openly laughed in his face. Alright, both of you break and show me... Who's this long streak of piss? Me? I'm a man. Wait, what the fuck did you just call me? I nearly missed the muzzle flash out of the corner of my eye. I lurched to the side, just in time not to die, but a sting of pain still went down my arm, and the force of impact ping-ponged me through the entrance hall like I was a hollow ball. I ducked down, losing sight of the shooter, and dashed into the kitchen to find some cover, keeping an eye on the brawl happening in the center of the room. Sliding low across the middle floor, I avoided being pumped full of lead and took cover behind the counter of the residence's kitchen. Wincing as it chipped off on the last few shots and rained metal splinters on me. I didn't catch what kind of gun it was in the dark. On average, most guns had, what, seven shots? Add up one for me, one for the guard, a couple more at my cover, probably at least one while I was running. And that, I should be good. Or on the other hand, he could have an extended mag. And I'm going to need more ballistic weaving and another play. Fast. Oi! Who in the blazing crow was that? Did I get him? A little busy here. You get him! There was a crash and I peeked around the counter to see that the two brawlers were now on the floor, with the freelancer straddling the guard, raining heavy blows down on arms covering his face. I lifted my gun with a perfect shot, and... But the metal counter splintered beside me again, forcing me back behind it. 
prick. Can't stay there forever. Actually, I think I have good chances of you bleeding out, so I can. Get him, quick! How many fucking bullets did this guy have? I needed a distraction. Hoping the darkness in the room was enough, I reached up onto the counter and pawed around looking for something firm to grasp. Rusty spoon, broken cup. Aha, nutcracker. That way, it came back with the handle of a large frying pan. Thanking whatever gods were looking out for me it wasn't filled with hot grease, I pulled it down, leaned over to the other side of the counter, and stuck it back out. Missed me, sucker. Alright, can't believe that actually worked. This bloody Torag is all doubt. Oh, I'm losing wet fast. Get him and get me out of here. Oh, fucking get it! Alright, what? Where's the other one? I can't see a thing. Somewhere in the shadows over there. Um, I feel cold. Hey, could you die a little quicker over there? I don't like to fight two on one. I spun around just in time to see the other was already trying to come around the counter. I had a good line of sight and managed to get off one well-placed shot. It impacted him but also gave off my location as his body barely jerked before he started coming straight at me. Fucker was fast, managed to cover his face from all of my following shots, got in close enough to even wallop me in the chest. Ugh, stupid motherfucker! Ugh. Oh, fucking asshole. <laughs> Look at that. Frying pan wins. My arm was bruised from the shot, but you should see the other guys. I nudged him with the edge of my boot, and what was left of his head fell limply to the side. I didn't bother checking for a pulse. I brought up my gun and scanned the area. The second had gone quiet, if not expired. Couldn't imagine that he was still going to be a threat. The bodyguard gurgled and I moved towards him. Kneeling down beside him, it was immediately obvious that there was nothing I could do. Firstly, he was bleeding out of almost every visible orifice. I doubt even a mother could recognize his face now. He struggled to raise a hand to the pocket of his double-breasted jacket. I helped him pull out whatever he was grabbing for. Comlink. Not exactly what I would want on my deathbed, but hey. Beggars can't be choosers and... Fuck, what's that? He's got a fucking medjack contract. Damn. Today isn't my day. Alright, up we go. Let's go, let's go. I knew at best I had minutes, so I shot up to my feet and fumbled around the walls until I found a light switch. With the lights on, I surveyed the room as quickly as I could, knowing my minutes were already ticking down before the response team would get here. The other freelancer was certainly dead. If he didn't already bleed out, He's probably drowned in his own pool of murky blood. He had a calm link in his pocket that I'm sure he wouldn't miss anymore. And it felt just as comfortable in mine. The rest of the room was disgustingly filthy, with only a second side room. 
a bedroom that I doubt anyone actually slept in judging by its state of disarray. And there were more bullet holes in the walls than could have possibly just happened. Most were definitely fresh. I could almost line up the casings on the floor to the holes across the room by eye, and with the lights on, I could see the walls were splattered with more blood, not all of it very old or dried. I pulled out a small camera and began snapping as many pics of the place as I could. At least two sides had a shootout here. A pair of handguns, small caliber. At least one SMG was in the mix by my quick count. That or someone was spraying more than lengthy praying. I couldn't have hit a priest in a temple and must have had all night to try. I couldn't exactly tell what were fresh holes and what was not but I'm pretty sure they mostly were. It also seemed like there was more holes and casings. A lot more. Maybe someone had policed their brass after the fact. Too smart for a ganger. Too careful for a freelancer. Holes in the not shattered windows. Built bullets going in, not out. Surprising, we were high up. Unless Seawad was repelling in, I'd have guessed the fight erupted in here, moved across the room, judging by the angle and scattered pattern, after someone who was maybe running away. I turned around to face the exit, and now that I was facing the door with the light on, I saw something I hadn't before. Along the walls leading towards the door were several gadgets in the metal, grouped in fours with a lighter fifth like a scratch, all running in a downwards arc about my shoulder height. Normally, I'd say a metal blade caused these. They were too uniform for multiple blade cuts. I'm sure there was plenty more I could have investigated, but I could hear a long wailing siren getting louder, hailing the arrival of Medvac. They have a bad habit of not asking whether you're a contractor or an indie topside, so I very much doubt they'll even stop shooting at me to ask if I was involved down here. Which means it was time to make a hasty exit. I ran for the hall, but several of the neighbors were already sticking their heads out the doors, peeking over the railing. I could see several people rushing up the stairs. A small robotic drone blinked back at me from several floors down and beeped to what I could only assume were more freelancers, especially judging by their mishmash outfits and large weapons. It only took them moments to be thundering up the stairs now that they saw me. The going down was now a no-go. I looked to the sides. Doors were open, heads were poking out. Too many people on either side of the hall to identify me now. I turned back to the opened-up house inside. Knowing what was coming, my knees instinctively bent, tilting me forward as my lungs sucked in a huge rush of air, before my feet took off in a dead sprint towards the opposite window. large and open enough for me to pull from something. 
weapons did you join? I managed to carry myself along the winds. Across the way, I had the sight of building D in a dead sprint. My feet only carried me a couple of yards before I saw bright beams of light coming around the corner. I tried to jump, but slipped on the wet metal as it didn't give me enough friction. I went tumbling through the air. Limbs flailing like one of those wacky holographic balloon men you see the gunsmiths advertising their shops with. I nearly got turned into air kill by the medvac hovercraft shooting towards the window I just broke out of, but I managed to boost myself just high enough to roll over its windshield before continuing my descent. Now ass over heels. I tried to get off another blast to control my descent, but missed, sending myself suddenly off kilter as I neared the ground. I shot just over the heads of a small group by the entrance, landing in a small pile of fortunately nothing sharp, but also nothing smelling fresh. God, I hate this place. Pain racked my left side as I crawled out and backed away. None made a move to stop me and I was gone before any of them began shooting questions or lead at me. As I exited the yard I could see a medbag hovercraft flying overhead. The bright spotlights on the bottom illuminating the yard and the building as I retreated from it. The guards were backing away, the gangers were backing away, more focused on it than me. I tried to cover up the wound on my arm as I slipped into the streets. Not because I didn't want anyone to see it, but because I was pretty sure having an open wound exposed down here was immediately going to get infected with things unheard of. And that was my last natural arm. Getting shot was a problem, but it wasn't my immediate concern. The act in of itself wasn't exactly new, or all that concerning, but I'd like to know why. I was either missing something, or someone wasn't telling me enough. Ranger? I got a terrible signal. Where are you taking me from? Ugh, well... Long story. I'm shot, covered in blood, don't think it's mine. I'm definitely very bruised, and could use a doctor. What? It's super early. What are you getting shot so early for? I'll gladly explain once you get here. I'm still in the building, it's gonna take me a while. How bad are you hurt? Are we gonna have to turn right back around to get you to a clinic? <sighs> Just hurry. I'm sure there's a street dock nearby. Nah, man, you're licensed now. We're gonna go see a real dock. I'll ping you when I'm nearby. Just hold on, yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Holding on to railing to keep myself up. Oh, you hurry. Oh, fucking stupid. It's a new client. It'll be easy. Ugh. I leaned into a quiet alley, trying to get comfortable as I waited for Packet. Every inch of me hurt, but if I'd known how much more it was going to, I wouldn't have stuck around. 
Thank you for listening to the premiere episode of A Man Called Stranger, and stay tuned for the next episode by joining us on Discord or following us on socials. And don't forget to like on whichever platform you choose to listen to. If you want to help me pay off all these new medical bills I've just accumulated, you can help support us on the Patreon. And finally, a thank you to our cast, a confused mistake, as Cupid, and several other voices. Krense as the Marshal, and additional voices. Whiphand as Packet Tracer. Gigahood as Voice of the City. Little Rascal Boy as Mr. Clade. DBK as the Enforcer. Groovy as additional voices. Mina Kitten G as Larita. Mortimer as additional voices. Diasaru as Wolfgang. And to you, the listener, for listening to A Man Called Stranger. And don't forget, it always goes deeper.